Greetings, friend. Welcome back to the Wayfair Podcast. I'm Tom Vanderwell. Thanks so much for joining me again today on our chapter, They Journey. We're in Matthew chapter 2, and it was the very first verse that I pulled out this morning. It says, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who's been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. Today's podcast is entitled God of the Foreign. It seems a bit out of place to be sitting here in mid-January reading a text that is normally read exclusively in the month of December for Christmas. Along my journey, however, I've learned that it's good for me to read things out of the quote-unquote normal contexts. Doing so allows me to see things with fresh eyes and new perspectives. Jesus spoke of those who had eyes but didn't really see, and my desire in this chapter of the day journey is always that my eyes, the eyes of my heart, will be fully open to see what God wishes to reveal to me in the quiet each morning. I have found that this sometimes requires me to shift focus, as they say in filmmaking. Shifting focus away from the entrenched visuals and contexts of a commercialized Christmas this morning, I pulled back to examine these three kings from where I sit amidst the harsh realities of a deep Iowa winter. In fact, the current temps feel like negative three degrees Fahrenheit where I'm writing this. A few things I noted in my observations this morning. First, nowhere in the text does it say that there were only three magi, three kings, three visitors. It only says that there were three gifts. Also, nowhere in the text does it say they were kings. It does make clear that they represented a group that paid attention to astronomy and practiced a form of astrology. I then considered that Matthew's audience was primarily Hebrews, Jews, and he was writing to convince them that Jesus was the Messiah they'd been waiting for. Hebrews were keenly aware of two great events in the history of their people. The first was their deliverance out of slavery in Egypt. The second was their captivity and 70-year exile in Babylon, which was in Persia, which is directly east of Israel. Now, in that exile, the who's who of Hebrew nobility were taken into captivity and exile, and the prophet Jeremiah wrote a letter to them. And he told them in this letter, quote, This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there. Do not decrease. Also, seek the peace and prosperity 
of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. End quote. That's from Jeremiah chapter 29. It would seem, therefore, that at least some of these exiles, like Daniel and Mordecai and Esther, obeyed Jeremiah's commands. They lived and interacted with the community and culture in Babylon. They shared their stories, their prophecies with their captors. They even shared prophetic words about stars and the coming Messiah who would be king of the Jews. They shared prophetic words and conversations that existed outside of the text of the great story we call the Bible. But they were recorded. They were remembered among the heathen, so-called, hosts of the exile. So in the quiet this morning, I am struck by the fact that Matthew chooses to record that those who were looking for the Messiah, those who came to seek him, were not Hebrew priests and scholars, but those considered foreigners, aliens, and enemies. Matthew makes clear that the infant Jesus was intimately connected to the exiles of Babylon through these mysterious magi visitors. He was connected to the exile in Egypt by fleeing Herod the Great's infamous slaughter of the innocents. So what does this all mean for me? So here's what I'm pondering in the quiet today. God, the creator, is constantly at work in places I don't expect and in people I would never recognize. Next, Jesus' arrival began the fulfillment of the promise God made to Abraham back in Genesis that, quote, all the peoples on the earth will be blessed through you, end quote. And next, I find it telling that the Hebrew scholars consulted by Herod showed no interest in pursuing the object of the Magi's inquiry. But the despised foreigners went out of their way to find him. So I come full circle this morning, contrasting the icons of a commercialized Christmas and the text of the great story. Amid the bling and blather of tinsel and tales, I find that there is one, what I would consider wearied Christmas phrase that rings true for me. The wise still seek him. I hope you are seeking the wise things of life, my friend. Have a good day. We'll see you back here tomorrow.